guy and back for another episode. Told you it wouldn't be long, so I wouldn't leave you hanging. Gotcha. All right, today we're going to talk about how um, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, quote unquote, war on woke is backfiring. We're also going to talk about these ex Mississippi cops. Um, who some even refer to themselves as the Boom Squad. They pled, recently pled guilty to a racist assault on two black men, including shooting one of them in the mouth. Lastly, man, I, I want to talk about um, Hip Hop 50. And I don't really, I'm not really going to get caught up in who didn't get recognized, who didn't, know, who didn't get recognized enough credit or whatever. I just think the media is being dishonest. The mainstream media, what I mean, dishonest in their coverage of it without talking about how they were reluctant, you know, to, and that's, you know, Putting it lightly to cover hip hop um, hat. So we'll get to that. But let's let's start with our, our favorite governor, um, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. So um you know we have this war on woke and um has all of these things going on in regards to um rewriting um the school curriculum to reflect a different um, depiction of slavery, um, basically as outlaw um, type of African-American studies courses. What else did he say? Um, you know, basically has um, decided to sanction anyone in the state who does something that he disagrees with, whether it's um, the state attorneys, the um, county DAs that um, he, he suspended, I think it's up to two of them now, um, or whether it's his war with Disney, um, whether it's his um, migrant law um, that's backfiring on him. So let's peel back some of the layers of this Ron DeSantis thing. So let's start with the education part. So while he's trying to rewrite history, um, stop some things from being taught and have other things, even though they're not true, being taught, Florida has um, one of the highest illiterate um, students in Florida's youth have one of the highest illiteracy rates in the country. All right, so um, instead of concentrating on what matters, he goes to what he thinks is politically sexy you know, or, or what have. We also have um, reports that hundreds of conventions have pulled out of the state. 
because of his war on the um play um play the gay and lesbian community. Usually I, I can't get with all those not can't get with all those letters. I'm gonna stumble saying all those letters. So that's why I just I just shortened it or whatever. Also, um his war with Disney has backfired as he has even publicly said, Hey, you know, let's let's just let it go or whatever. Disney's like, nah, started this, now we're going to see it through. We're not dropping anything or whatever. Came after us for no reason other than to score political points in regards to him running for president. To do that to the number one state employer in the state of Florida, um, that that's just mind-boggling um, to me. Um, his policies, once again, talk about the conventions that have um, canceled or pulled out. Different construction projects have also been affected, as well as um, agriculture and the um, food and beverage industry because of, of the migrant laws. And this is where I wish. America was more honest about the accepted illegal business that makes this country go round. Because if he's saying that like every Florida citizen should have proper paperwork or whatever, whatever, once they're leaving, we can draw a fair conclusion and not be wrong. Um, but nobody says anything because you see um, people out in the fields um, harvesting the um, produce, different stuff like that, or whatever. And it's not about um, Americans being better than, than these people. It's they come from climates in which, in which they're able to be out in the sun withstanding longer than, than those even born in Florida, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and they come in and they do these jobs or whatever. So, I just wish we'd be honest about the not-not wink-wink um, things we do to, to make this country go round. But with that being said, um, he's, not, he's not just pissing off progressives. The left pissing off his own um, GOP in the state of Florida because business owners are contacting them, talking about how um, they're losing employees, um, nobody's coming to work, um, I had to put this um, project on hold because I didn't have enough people. That's the story up down Florida because so many people are scared locked up with regards to um, Ron DeSantis' law. Um, some listening is like, well, you know, only legal should be working. I mean, that, that sounds good in theory, but if you did an audit of restaurants, um, warehouses, any type of, like, farm, ranches, or anything like that, 
I guarantee surprised at the number of people that are working every day on payroll or whatever and don't have um, the proper documents and paperwork to, to work legally in the country. But it's just what it is. And, you know, it's understood. You know, it, it just happens and no one says anything. And, but now, with that new law and it being exposed because it's adver adversely affecting the entire state economy or, or whatever. So now it's people that are basically saying the loud part out loud, hey, governor, you're scaring away our illegal workers or, or whatever. And you know they're not saying it in, in that form, but that's exactly what the sentiment is. So, um, like I said, um, oh, and, and not to even point out that um, he's using state money to, for his travel expenses when he travels around the country campaigning um, for president. He's also using state funds to fight his um, lawsuit against Disney or whatever. So he knows that he can't do both. And that's the biggest reason that he's pulled back from that, that lawsuit, besides the fact that he can't win <laughs> or whatever. You know, it's easy to say, hey, let's just, you know, pretend it didn't happen. I'm glad that Disney's like, nah, we ain't, we not even for that. Um, you know, we're going to see this play out and, you know, wherever it ends, it ends. So, once again, man, keep an eye on. Florida, Florida's economy, and what Florida Republicans are starting to say in regards to um, their governor, because it's not all good in the hood, as they like to say. All right, um, go to Mississippi, man. So there was some ex-Mississippi cops. Um, five, I believe, are ranking county, former ranking county officers. Um, Brett, um, McAlpin, Hunter Edwards, Christian Deadman, Jeff Middleton, and, uh, David, it's a shame when you can't um, understand your um, handwriting, but it appears um, to be Davis Opdyke. Davis Opdyke is the um, class officer. Um, and then you have one off-duty officer from the city of Richland, Mississippi, Joshua Hartfield. Now, you know how bad a crime you had to have committed that in the state of Mississippi, that as soon as you show up to court to plead, like before anything is even decided, they basically tell you like run all that police stuff and get with these handcuffs or whatever. I mean, they 
abused two black men, uh, like sex toys on them. They shot one in the mouth. Um, they made statements like, you know, uh, stay on your side of the Pearl River, basically telling them to go back to Jackson. Um, a lot of white people that were living in within the Jackson city limits that has made an exodus to uh, the neighboring counties um, that, you know, as a way to get away from you know the black folks or or whatever. So here are police officers that are supposed to be sworn to sworn are sworn to protect and serve them, and instead basically telling telling these guys they don't belong here. Now, mind you, the the whole raid was started because a neighbor said that it was two black guys living with a white woman. Now, the white woman I found happened to be a childhood friend of one of the victims, I guess was, you know, doing a solid or whatever, or whatever their relationship was, it didn't matter. Like, like it's her crib and she can have, stay there, um, you know, who, who she wanted. And for that type of call to initiate a raid of that woman's home and then for those men to be abused the way they were, one abused so bad, and where are the victims' names? Um, Mike Corey and Ed Parker um, was abused so bad that he still even has problems speaking. So um, this crime was so bad that covering the case talked about how it reminded them of 1964 when those election workers were uh, fought, you know, basically illegally arrested and handed over to the Klan to basically be tortured and killed. Um, and you understand how bad this attack must have been, even though these guys live that that's the memory that is brought up when when people think about what happened here. And you know, this like and, and I'm about to say some things and it doesn't make the things I'm talking about right, but this wasn't like traffic stops, taking identity. This wasn't um actual fit the description situation. This wasn't a case of um, it appeared that you had committed a crime. This got out of hand. Anything that this was simply a situation where a white woman, a white neighbor, didn't like the fact that it was black guys. 
way. I moved out of Jackson, um, away from <clears throat> you people into Rankin County to get away from you people. I don't want to see you. Yes, I will call the police. And then for them to act the way that they did, just let you know, no matter what position the Rankin County police are taking um, today in regards to saying how justice has been served and this, that, and the other, this is more of a cultural and departmental thing. And this wasn't just five bad apples plus one bad apple from a neighboring jurisdiction. So um, I hope that Justice Department is going to um, do more to investigate the actual department and don't just stop at you know, the prosecution of, of these guys. Like I said, I'm glad that they've been found guilty. They're in custody. They're pretty much all facing, you know, damn near life um, prison, if not. So they'll be in their 80s, 70s, late 70s and 80s when they get out, um, according to the sentencing guidelines. They also are going to face um, federal civil rights charges as well. So, um, glad that justice was served and like I keep saying um, we can't allow the right to attack the DOJ and we can't allow someone to get elected um, that is basically saying that they will weaponize the DOJ because in a lot of cases it's the only thing um the only semblance of justice that, that black people have in this country. So that's just going back, um, touching on something that I talked about on the last podcast. So once again, these are Rankin County um, officers, Brett um, McAlpin, damn, Hunter Edwards, Christian Deadman, Jeff Middleton, and Davis Updike. It was an off-duty officer from Richland, um, the city of Richland, Mississippi, Joshua Hartfield, that was also part of this heinous, heinous, heinous um, attack, assault, um, abuse of power, um, and we could come up with so many other things um, to describe it. But the fact that at any time that this can happen um, is crazy. But to happen in 2023 is a a little disturbing, to say the least. Um, And like, Oh, and that's Daniel Opdyke. I, I wanted to try to make sure I got that name right. So I was saying Davis is Daniel Opdyke. 
that um, Franklin County police officer. Um, and once again, the victims are Ed Parker, um, Mike Corp. Um, like I said before, man, please stay issue educated issue act and what I mean by that is be cognizant of what's going on in your locality, your county as as well as your state. There are powers that are working every day to hijack state government to the point that it doesn't matter what type of federal laws are passed. State, they're going to have such a stronghold on the state house that they can pretty much pass non-federal law that they choose to because they have super, super majority um, different states or whatever um, Tennessee being an example of that, or, or what have you, man, where saw so what happened there recently with, with them expelling um, those state um, legislatures to where, you know, they had to go through the whole process of being reappointed, all that kind of stuff. And, and they knew that probably was going to happen, but it, it, it was just like, yo, you know, we just want to show you, you know, you get out of line and we're going to show you what time it is. So, I'm just pouring everyone within the sound of my voice. Please pay attention to things going on in your state. Please pay attention to um, the actions of local police departments, whether it affected you or your family or not. Um, I'm not telling you to go out on the streets and march, protest, or whatever, but when you do catch a win, of things that don't jive with what a police officer should do, should make your voice known and let them know that, hey, although you support you know, law enforcement and all the work they do at attempts you know, to keep your municipality, your city safe, they have to do it in a way where they aren't breaking the law in order to uphold the law. I don't think that that's an anti-law enforcement stand. I just believe that you're holding the law enforcement to certain standard. It's definitely a standard that um, these officers didn't exemplify at all. Um, actually, you know, in them saying that they refer to themselves as the goon squad, that just lets you know that they was Although they had guns and badges, <clears throat> the ability to arrest people, um, their heart and their actions was at the total opposite of the spectrum in which they supposed to be at, whatever, man. So, um, like I said, score one for the good guys, man. Um, there is a $400 million lawsuit that um, currently... Um, and file against Franklin County um, by the family 
uh, uh, you know, so we'll we'll follow up <clears throat> on that story and we'll let you know how that plays out. So um, recently and, and and still now, there's a lot of hip hop fifty celebrations going on, and I love it. I love people describing what hip hop means to them, like how they first fell in love with hip hop, all this kind of stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. But when I'm watching like <clears throat> mainstream news, local news, but mainstream news, and they're like leading their show off with it or whatever, and and, and especially in New York, to not talk about Calvin Butts and his um, war against the police, um, rest in peace, Reverend Butts, um, to not talk about the fact that the NYPD had a, a squad called the Hip Hop Cop not talk about um how radio wouldn't play it before um ten o'clock if the station played it at all. Um nothing about C Dolores Tucker, rest in peace to her as well. Um, and her war against Time Warner because of Death Row Records her attempted takeover of that label, um, Bill Cosby, and, and his different rant in, in regards to the to the music and the culture, and instead of you know getting people together and having a discussion like men, he just got he just found friendly audiences and got on his soapbox and talked a bunch of stuff. I ain't got nothing to say about all other stuff that he's dealing with or has dealt with that, you know, that that's on him. That's between him, God, and the alleged victims. Um, but, you know, in regards to this whole Hip Hop 50 thing, I'm tying him in because I just remember, like, I, like I was out in Milwaukee when, 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 when he did that whole thing or whatever. We were talking about it. And we were having a debate about it in the office, and like people agreeing with him. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, even if you agree with him, like, was that the delivery that's going to unify and bring young men together to say, hey, maybe the um, content of my music is destructive, or maybe I, I should um, turn it down a little bit. So maybe I should curse less, use the keyword less, and word less, whatever. But instead, it was, oh, y'all just a bunch of fools jumping up and down and blah, 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 blah. And that created um, the, the, the disconnect. So um, I'm not saying that these outlets um, shouldn't have um no done that and and you know we could go on we could talk about different brands we could talk about um executive at Timberland coming out and basically saying you know we don't care how popular 
our boots are with the um, hip hop community. They, they, these boots were meant for them to wear. It was meant for people. Oh, his quote was, it wasn't meant for people to hang out on street corners um, and, and look fly and fashionable. It was people that um, were more outdoors oriented and for hiking and hunting and things like that or whatever was kind of loosely what his quote was in the New York Times. Um, and there's other examples. Um, so to see all these celebrations and, and commemorations and like I said, especially locally and to not bring up once again, a former New York pastor, you know, or not bring up you know, hip hop cop or, or whatever, um, and just to make it seem like, you know, hip hop started in this room in the Bronx. We fell in love with it. It's been a staple of our city ever since. No, it hasn't. A lot of the people that y'all given, um, that y'all named streets after, you know, up until the day they died, they were probably being investigated. I know Biggie was. So, um, I'm glad that uh, a culture, a music, a movement that is so much a part of my life is being celebrated on such a huge international scale and so many of the major networks are taking time to um to commemorate it the one america had uh, fat joe uh, remy ma forgot who else was part of that show but you know perform and on Good Morning America, whatever, that's big. And I, I love all of that. And I don't have any problems with that whatsoever. Um, I'm not getting caught up once again who was recognized, who was omitted, because every icon or legend doesn't mean the same to everybody. Um, no, <clears throat> there's so many people that were you know, iconic um, you know, for, you know, whatever their run was, whatever happened with their career. They, you know, since they passed or even before they passed, they weren't talked about that much. So now they're not really being talked about that much. Yeah, I use Heavy D as a, a, a big example. Like Heb had a had a hell of a run, you know, a hell of a run. Did his thing. A lot of stuff. Like he should be given credit for like starting that whole Westchester, you know, movement. You know, where you know you got Yonkers right next door, and you know, brought out the Mary J's. Maxes and the locks and all of that or whatever. So, um, it's so many um, different stories um, that probably won't be 
told other than locally or small publications by people that probably won't have a lot of eyes. That's just part of it happening in sports. It happens in all different walks of life. Um, No matter how much people are or claim to be objective or whatever, something like this is super, super subjective. And people writing these articles and doing these specials or whatever, they're going to talk about what's important to them or what what affected them in regards to um, this 50 years or however years they've been alive and how hip-hop has affected But I just wish um, the coverage just talked about um, the pushback that it got um, you know, for, for years before um, you know, businesses started to really cut checks like, you know, Look at how long it took Adidas to cut the check with you no know, Run DMC. No, so um, go on and on. But that is my time. Um, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, don't forget to support the other podcasts on this great network: Life and Love, Talking with E, Blackmail Podcast as well as the Encouraged Fire podcast. Get tuned in to Politrix. I'm your host, Guy. See you next time.